Today we're going to be dealing with the ever most important topic of independence. We're going to be approaching it from a Torah perspective, explaining how the Torah looks at it, different situations that we might be placed in practically. And we're also going to be talking about what independence is, and then ending off with defining, giving some examples of how we can both be in a relationship with ourselves, with with a, someone else that we love, and yet still maintain independence. Okay, so let's start it off. First of all, what does the Torah say about independence? We find that it discusses in Masechet Avot, Perak Aleph Mishnah Yudalid. The Mishnah says, Im en anili mili. If I'm not for myself, who will be for me? Famous words. And there, we already start to see the idea that standing alone and having a sense of identity is important. Now, why is it that in our society, in our generation, there are so many people who have such a hard time with independence and identity and decision-making, which are all basically linked in? Once you're having a hard time making a decision, part of it is because we don't have an, a defined identity. Okay, so one thing is we're raised in communities that are very interdependent from a dress perspective, from an eating perspective, from a travel perspective, from a school perspective, many things that we are that are very good, that are excellent. And we depend on each other for them, you know, strength, kind of the idea of strength in numbers, right? So that's one thing. We're kind of nurtured that way. Another point is when we grow up, we're born, we're dependent on our mothers, we're dependent on our fathers um, for both emotional support, for, for, for materialistic support, and so on and so forth. That, you know, evolves into dependency on friendship, which evolves into also dependency on your spouse. So there's kind of like a, ch a chain of events leading to towards dependency and finding your own space, your own mindset, your place to, to decide, to choose, to be an individual is very rare. Okay, now the Torah speaks otherwise. We know that the Avot, Moshe Rabbeinu and Abraham, they, they were shepherds. David HaMelech was a shepherd. They, we find that they're constantly in the wilderness. Why is that so? Because that's the place that they were able to, de to develop a sense of self, right? So in order to do that, we'll give examples, we'll give of what we can be doing at the end of this, of this podcast to, to create that space. Now, now Adam Rishon, right, Adam, we see in Bereshit, the Bible tells us that it's not good for man to be alone. I will create an ezer, a help, someone who will be adjacent to him. Now, man here does not mean man versus woman, but it means mankind. But we do see that for a brief moment in world history, man was alone. Why is that so? And then God brought into his life another being. So why is that so? Because in order for a person's love to be appreciated, in order for a person to appreciate the love they receive, there has to be a sense of self. If we don't value our sense of self, if there's no me in the relationship, then the love that I give 
the love that I receive has no value because there's no me. So who's giving it and who's receiving it? Okay. In addition, in order to be able to go through the trials and tribulations of life, in order to be able to push away things that are negative and accept things that are positive, I'm not just talking from an emotional perspective, but just challenges in life, you have to be able to stand on your independent two feet. If you can't do that, if you're always dependent on others for decisions, for strength, for independence, then it's a very volatile and toxic life. And the person is, is nitun, we say in Hebrew, then the person is very capable of being influenced by situations and you'll find yourself in a situation where things are constantly above your control. You can't dictate your life. You can't be the one that's in charge of your life. You can't write your own story. Your story's been written for you because you don't have a sense of independence. There's no one able to stand up and say, this is for me. This is not for me. Okay, another point of why independence is important is because we have to be able to stand by our decisions, our choices. We have to have, as we mentioned, confidence, and we also have to be able to be happy with the choices that we make. Happiness in decision-making process, in relationships, in life, comes from a sense of independence. You're able to say, hey, Everyone wants to do this. Everyone wants to eat this. Everyone wants to buy this, to wear this. But you know what? I don't like it. I like this. And I'm happy with it. I don't need to second guess it. If you're constantly second guessing decisions that you make, you're constantly overthinking, you're constantly never comfortable with something that you're always changing back and forth, kind of like a tennis match, it's a lack of sense. It can be a lack of sense of independence. When you make a decision, when you make a choice, you can't stand by it because the sense of self is not strong enough. Okay, we mentioned the Mishnah in, in Ethics of Our Fathers, chapter 1, Mishnah Yudalit. If I'm not for myself, who will be for me? Another source is the Gemara in Sanhedrin, right? The Talmud tells us, a person must say the world was created for me. Chayab Adam Lomar, a person must say the world was created for me. Bishvili Nivra Haolam. What does that mean? It means if it was just you, okay, if you can pause for a moment and just think about this, if it was just you in the universe, there was just one being and that would be you, God would still have created this beautiful masterpiece called the universe with all of its delicacies, with all of its specificness, with all of its beauty and, and power that would have been created just for you. Why? That's the power of the independent. God is independent. God is one. There's no being similar to him. Man is one. There's no being similar to him. The importance of independence and appreciating independence. Now, we're meant to be social beings. We need relationships in our lives. We need friendships. We need intimate relationships in our lives and so on and so forth. That is how we develop through our children, through our students, through our friends, right? But what's the process? As we said, we look in the Torah, we look at the Bible, a man was created alone, and then God created another being to be adjacent. Because once you have that sense of self, you're able to then enter in a healthy way into a relationship. You're able to make a choice 
you're able to be confident in it. And we all know that confidence in our choices is vital towards our self-esteem and happiness. Another point is we find that the Torah actually dictates a distance, a certain level of distance between husband and wife from a physical perspective. We know about family purity, that when the woman is going through her cycle from a physical perspective, the husband and wife are distanced. Why is that so? Because once again, we have to understand just because there's a, we're taking a step away does not mean that we're, not, we're less connected. We're just focusing on other things. We're focusing now on the emotional part of our relationship. We need time to do that. And that's by distancing the physical part of our relationship. It's kind of giving it a sense, giving yourself a sense of independence. We know that there are rules, right? When the woman is having her cycle and so on, there's distance between husband and wife. There's certain things that are permitted and certain things that at that moment are not permitted. Why? Everybody take a step back. Okay, what do we do when we take a step back? We focus on ourselves and we focus on other aspects of our relationship. Only to be nurtured when the time is right. So how do we build this um, sense of independence within ourselves. Let's start by defining what it means. Independence is more than just spending time apart, as we've just mentioned. It's about having your own life to pursue while still being in a relationship. You should spend time together, but you should also find a way to support your goals while your partner supports theirs. That's called independence. You have your identity, they have their identity, and you have a big portion of your life that has that circle that crosses over so strongly. Now, what are some practical examples of how we can possibly maintain independence while still being in a relationship? So I'm going to give some practical points. This is taken from an article by Laura Winter. It's called How to Maintain Independence in a Relationship. Pretty straightforward. So, number one, have your own space. When we're talking about space here, we're talking about a physical space. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. We say in Hebrew, Rachok min ha'ayin karov lalev. Far from the eye, close to the heart. That just means that you should have your own actual physical space, whether it's an office or it's a room that you're working out of and or you know your own specific place to work out, whatever, whatever works for you. Having space requires you to be comfortable with yourself. There's a reason why we say that you have to love yourself before you can love others. There has to be a sense of self to receive and to give the love. If you're not comfortable being alone or every activity has to be done with your partner, then you have to be careful because that creates a tremendous sense of neediness. So number one is having an actual physical sense of self. Number two is hobbies and activities, a creative outlet. Every person needs to have some type of creativity that's special to you. It doesn't mean that you can't share hobbies and you shouldn't be, but there also should be something that's independent. The books you like to read, the music you like to listen to, something to that extent. You understand my point. Number three is developing a sense of trust with your partner. Maintaining independence is based on trusting the other individual as well as being comfortable with yourself. If you trust your partner, and you trust yourself, you can easily spend time apart while still nurturing the relationship. Three, maintaining your values, right? A lot of times people get into a relationship only to discover, hey, we're really different. So they try and like force the puzzle. They try and change each other, 
change the way they look and you know kind of get their values aligned and so on and so forth no a relationship is supposed to be built on a similar foundation your your values are meant to be aligned they're entitled to be different in certain things that's very normal two different human beings but you can't force the common ground if you're forcing and and misconstruing and changing the value system that's going to lead to a sense of suppression, which we've spoken on the, in the past, what that does. So very important to have a main, main, and maintain values that are important to you and making sure that they're aligned with your spouse and the one that you're in a relationship with. Next, moving on is sharing your passions. Just because you're in a relationship does not mean you shouldn't have your own independent passions. They have to understand what drives you, right? Your spouse, your other half, has to understand what gets you excited, what 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 points you get excited about, you know, what what inspires you. Just because they don't participate in it doesn't mean they can't get excited for you. Number six is prioritize other important things, right? Think about what's important in your life outside your relationship, making time for that, right? Your partner should understand and support your way of life that does have a place outside of the relationship number seven try to keep separate social circles when your friends and his friends or her friends are all the same and you're always spending time with the same people the same people it's a lack of independence so again of course the majority and core of your friends and and your social circles are going to be the same but you should have that one close friend you grew up in high school or whatnot in grade school that you kind of have Time and a place to talk about things that you can't really bring up in other places or thoughts or even show emotions and weaknesses that you can in other that you can't in other places. Last but not least is prioritize your dreams. Your spouse should always foster your dreams. I know I've met so many people that unfortunately relationships have clipped their wings. It's a, it's a term meaning they, they want to fly but they can't because they like you clip a bird's wings. They they don't have the, the strength anymore because they can't dream. When you stop dreaming, that's when things start getting stale. So, so of course, dreams change and goals in life change and so on and so forth. But you have to make yourself a priority and you have to be in a situation where your spouse, your friend, your, 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 your other half is, is prioritizing your dreams, is listening to your dreams and so on and so forth. You know, you know, another word on this, we find that so much of our identity is invested and built on our relationship with others. What happens when those others step out? Meaning, when our children grow up and now the house is empty, what happens to the mother? What happens to the father? They go through some type of crisis, some type of lack of identity because now there's nobody to make lunch for anymore. There's nobody to wake up for school anymore. So what am I left with? I'm left with just me. But for the past X amount of years, I haven't had a sense of me. What about that time period? That's why developing a healthy sense of self, of independence, while still still being heavily invested within the relationship. We're not talking about stepping out. We're talking about creating a sense of you. So there's another, there's two of you in the relationship. There's, there's more to give in the relationship because there's more of you to give that you've nurtured in a relationship. This is not a sense of weakness. This is creating a healthy sense of self. I hope you've enjoyed this 
and I look forward to any comments or questions so we can further our growth. We're going to be moving on to the next topic, the next podcast. Thank you so much.